You were delayed. You were sitting on the tarmac. You just couldn't get off the ground. And then when you did, things went wrong. Chiefs eke out a win against the New York Jets. And hey, a win's a win's a win. But we got to talk about why, how, and when tonight on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends, neighbors, uh, everyone but Jets fans out there because you got all been in my DMs all night. Welcome to the post-game live stream. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day for free on every platform. So like, sub, hit that bell here on YouTube. Join Chiefs Digest at YouTube as well, as well as ChiefsDigest.com, where you can read and listen to everything that Matt has to tell you. Matt, Derek, our esteemed guest post-game. Thank you for being here. We are brought to you by LinkedIn tonight. They can help you find the qualified candidates that you're looking for faster, easier, and for free. So post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. Terms and conditions is what's going on in New York tonight. All kinds of hubbub, pre, post, and during. Uh, we are going to run it down for you. Dolphins got caught. I think a little bit too comfortable. We'll talk about that coming up. Mahomes' decision-making was at question at times, but to get this win, what had to happen? It took a number of efforts from a number of players on both sides of the ball. I'm happy with the defense. Matt, what stood out to you is how can they get this done? What what kept them going through their tribulations? I mean, the the one thing at least that was fairly consistent all night long was Isaiah Pacheco. Um, absolute career game from him. Uh, both on the ground and through the air. Um, you know, he did get stuffed a couple of times, which is very un-Isaiah Pacheco-like. Um, but even outside of the big plays, I mean, he consistently was able to get the football going, you know, when the Chiefs especially were struggling offensively. Uh, Mahomes had some bad throws. They were able to go back to the ground, just establish things, get things going again, move the football a little bit. This wasn't a game where they had to run the football in order to set up the pass. This was a game where they had to run the football in order to just hold on to things and, mm-hmm. and get something done. And they proved that they can do that. And it was uh, obviously a, a big emotional night for Isaiah Pacheco being close back to home and, and being in New York. Uh, it, it, I don't think there's any doubt. I mean, he was the player of the game for me. Yeah, uh, to preview our game balls, which we'll give out at the end of the show, folks, uh, there's no question about that. And I I think for someone like me, you've heard me preach for years and years and years, I'm comfortable with this with this kind of game. Yes, it was tight. I'm sure it was was interesting for people at home to stay that tight and that that much tension throughout it. But this is the kind of game that I've been waiting for, where you didn't have a choice. You had to man up and run at somebody in order to stop them, especially a front that was that good and, quite frankly, that triggered tonight. That entire Jets front was on top of their game, so much so, Will McDonald didn't have to participate because they had Huff. I mean, there was just enough of it going around that you had to go run it and take the game to him. This was more of a power game than the Chiefs generally are going to show. I, for one, am just ecstatic about it, whether it was Pacheco or anybody else. This shows me if they get punched in the mouth and get knocked to the mat, they're going to get back up, and they have that physicality within them. Was that, do you think, the plan all along, or is that just the way the game unfolded? Yeah, I think that was definitely just the way that the game unfolded. Um, now, clearly, there was there was some emphasis on making sure that they established the run tonight. And, and I got to think that was just a little bit of, you know, a continuing reaction to what happened in Jacksonville a couple of weeks ago. That, you know, wanting to be able to run the ball effectively in the first half in order to be able to set the things up that they wanted. And honestly, in the first quarter, 
everything went to perfection. I mean, the offense was going up and down the field like clockwork and everything was working. To your point, though, Ryan, I mean, the fact that then the passing game disappeared. Uh, you know, whatever happened, whether it was the play calling, whether it was just the execution, a couple of uh, throws that doesn't doesn't go their way, you know, whatever you want to have it. I mean, this was a very bizarre game after the first, well, the entire game. I mean, the first quarter was even a little bit of an outlier itself, but um, it, it was just a bizarre the way that this game unfolded. And so I don't think that it was that intentional, but I think you're right. I mean, the Chiefs did learn tonight that if they need to play physical, if they get dragged into a schoolyard brawl, that they can compete. That it's This is not a team that just has to win with speed and finesse, that if they need to punch somebody back, they can do that. And tonight, you know, they came out and they obviously laid the blows early, looked like it was going to be another Bears outing. And then the Jets came back, they hit them a couple of times, and the Chiefs came back and hit them back. And if you wanted to know if the Chiefs have that in them, yeah, they showed you tonight. Not only did they show you tonight, but you're in a situation where they're going to have to play that game uh, coming up in a couple of weeks against the Miami Dolphins. You saw what happened to the Dolphins today. They got smacked in the mouth and they weren't able to win. If Kansas City is able to play kind of the same game plan and, and stay tough and stay uh, punishing, I think that's going to help them against the Dolphins. But you watch tonight, Mahomes threw two passes tonight. His interceptions were egregious. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't know how, how else to say it. He just looked way off and looked like he was trying to float the ball in there and dropping back and his, his mechanics went out the window. I think if he sets his feet, he probably makes both of those throws, but it seemed like he was falling away when he threw both. It, it's bizarre. I mean, you know, especially because in that first quarter, he was making the same throws. He was doing the exact same thing as far as just, you know, dropping it in right over to defenders. I mean, he just had absolutely pinpoint touch in the first quarter. And then in the second quarter, it just really disappeared from him. And and I, I don't know. I saw some speculation, you know, that maybe did something happen? Did he get hit in the, early in the second quarter and something's changed? I mean, the the Patrick Mahomes I saw in the fourth quarter running around scrambling didn't look like a guy that was had anything wrong with him. So let's see what, you know, I we'll see. I mean, is that maybe something we'll learn something later? But uh, no, I mean, you know, it, it, to me, a, a lot of it certainly looked like it was some self-inflicted wounds, and it was just some bad decision-making, some bad touch, that kind of thing from Mahomes. Um, now, you just don't normally see that. And at the same time, give it to the Jets. I mean, you know, after they looked so just lackluster in the first quarter, they kind of fed off, this, you know, what started happening with the offense in the second half. And, you know, and that defense played a lot better. And you have to give them credit for what they did. I mean, they they did some things that mix up the Chiefs. You know, eventually they they started getting pressure. They started doing some things that, that made a little life a little bit more difficult for Mahomes, and they took advantage of that. So, you know, to me, giving up for the Chiefs, the Jets defense actually doing a pretty good job as the game progressed. I have to agree with you, and I think in the end, there's a couple things you had to fight through to get there. Some of those decision making was certainly part of it. The protection was another part of it. How this offense got caught, that's a bigger question. We're going to address that later in the show before we give out our game balls. And we have to talk about this defense as well. We're going to flip things around. So when we get back, we'll talk about that defense showed up ready to play in a number of different ways. Still some flaws, no way around it. But in, in the totality of it, they took what they had to take and get the job done, just like you might have to get the job done when you're trying to hire somebody. 
for whatever it is that you're looking for. It's high stakes, no matter what you're trying to get done with your small business or anywhere else. You want to be 100% certain that you're getting the candidates that you need that can fill your roles to the best of your desires. It's the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to go to LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs is the right people for the right spot faster and for free. You can add your job and that purple hashtag hiring frame wraps around your profile to let everybody know that you're looking for it. You get simple tools like screening questions. They make it easy to focus on the candidates that you are looking for, not waste your time on those that aren't quite prepared. And that's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs as the number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs is uh, ready and willing to help you find the qualified candidates that you're looking for faster and for free. So post your job for free over at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your jobs for free terms and conditions do apply. They always do. And what applied tonight was the fact that this defense had to work without Nick Bolton, but they had an answer. They had a couple of answers to tell you the truth. I thought Drew Tranquil started the game hot. I thought he had a couple of issues in the middle. I thought he came back strong as well. I thought Leo Chanel put in good work all over the place. His hips are faster. We heard him talk in the offseason about being ready. He certainly was that. I think there was a couple of miscalculations about putting some players in some bad positions. Uh, George Kalaktis was far too often backing out of his role because of the desire to cause pressure. And I think they tried and sometimes were successful, sometimes weren't, Matt, in confusing Zach Wilson, obviously not. Aaron Rodgers that you probably planned for this whole offseason. But in the end, they had to adapt, and I felt like they did a good enough job to earn their way back and getting a couple of stops in that second half that were pretty crucial. Yeah, I mean, you know, one thing that the, the Jets were definitely trying to do was, you know, to to attack the Chiefs on the edges. I mean, they wanted to try and get the, the guys on the edge of the line, the defensive ends, more involved in the passing game as far as having to drop back in coverage. So they they certainly did some things specifically to force the Chiefs to make some adjustments and and do things that they don't want to do. I mean, when you've got George Karloftis and, and Felix dropping back in coverage, that's usually because the offense has done a pretty good job of painting you into a corner coverage-wise. So, you know, yeah, the, the Jets absolutely tried to do that, and that was a big part of their effectiveness. Um, then at the, again, at the same time, um, you know, the, the Jets had, and, and Zach Wilson had four very improbable completions that were a, some very crucial plays. And even they had a couple that weren't even on the list of next gen stats and probable com completions. I mean, I still don't know how Brian Cook didn't get a hold of that ball to, to, to Lazard. Um, he was just all over that thing, and I don't know how he didn't touch it. Um, you know, to me, I, I don't know how much of this was Zach Wilson getting fixed or Nathaniel Hackett having a great game plan. They certainly did some things that were effective. But, you know, you take away those four balls, and even if two of them, you know, become incompletions, which they should have been, uh, you know, this game changes dramatically. I mean, the, the Jets just took some chances, and they, they hit on every single one of them that kept them in this game. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it's really hard to judge for me. I mean, I didn't think that the Chiefs defense played that badly. I mean, they did get victimized a couple of times. And um, like, like we said, I mean, you know, some of the game plan that the Jets had was absolutely effective for what the Chiefs were doing defensively. Um, but at the end of the day, Chiefs get a win. And I don't know, you know, how critical you could really be when you get a victory, especially a, a tough game on the road. You know, you look at this game and just because they they won by three, I think the bigger thing, and I said this before the game, Kansas City should have won this by two scores. But as long as they get out of this game healthy, I think that I feel pretty good about it. 
Yes, it's a win. Yes, it sucks that they didn't score more points. Yes, it shouldn't have been close. But getting out of that field and staying healthy is, I think, the bigger thing for Kansas City. Uh, and you look at what the defense was able to do towards the end. Uh, they were able to slow the Jets down. That really helped. But really, the reality became Holmes looked fantastic in the first quarter. Couldn't do anything in the second and third quarter. And then at the very end of the fourth quarter, makes two huge runs to win this game. And I, what can you say? I mean, he does church mode on himself. He could have run in for a touchdown, but the smart place, kneel it, or is to get down at the two-yard line, give yourself up, and just be done with it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know this, the Chiefs. I assumed that they were specifically in church mode at that point, but you know, Mahomes, it was a very savvy play. I mean, he knew exactly where he needed to be for the first down and got down the way he needed to. Um, that was very McKinnon in the Super Bowl esque. I mean, it was mm-hmm. a very small window there, which he, you know, he had an opportunity to get the first down and not get into the end zone and executed it very well. And on that final drive, I mean, Mahomes with his legs showed why he is Patrick Mahomes. I mean, he. The, those third down conversions were some just gutsy, amazing plays from Mahomes that we're, we're used to seeing. Third and 22, and he converts it for 25. Sorry, Ryan, but I just, that was ridiculous. No, and my only complaint is that they needed it. This was, yeah. in my opinion, this was a game that turned on a singular play. And it's Jawan Taylor in the end zone with that holding call for the safety that literally turn everything off in Kansas City and turn everything on in the Big Apple. The entire Jets bench, I don't care if it was offense, defense, special teams, hell, the equipment manager probably going nuts because it flipped everything. I've never seen momentum change so dramatically on a primetime game like it did right then, Matt. Is this is there anything that I'm missing or is that the turning point? No, it was certainly a, a turning point for this game. And, you know, and it sounds crazy because, you know, when you think about the way that that unfolded, I mean, it's only it's at that point still 17 to two. I mean, that's still a, just a lambasting. And then Tommy Townsend gets off an incredible free kick, you know, puts him back, you know, so that now they have to go 80 yards. Now they do come down and they get the field goal. Um, but, you know, at least I think you got to feel pretty good about that. You know, you're up 17 to five. You should be feeling pretty good. But you're right. At that point, it seemed to wake up the Jets defense a little bit, who were so lackluster in the first quarter. Um, but they seem to feed off of that. They seem to feed off what the, they were able to do as far as, you know, getting the safety and then the offense coming down and scoring. I mean, they're still down 12 points at the Jets. They should be used to being down by 12, but it gave them some energy. Uh, they, they get a stop and then obviously they're able to come down and, and they get the, the interception and they're able to get the points off of that. And then, I mean, that was that was the that was the game. I mean, that was just it was. It was now a contest, and and really it became a knockdown, dragout fight the rest of the way. Um, and the Chiefs, you're right. I mean, this is not a game that they should have been in. I mean, if if they had played even a fraction as good as they did in the first quarter on offense, they still should have won this game, pulling away by double digits. But the fact that Mahomes has the struggles that he has, um, the Jets did get that momentum and 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 turn things around. How can you account for it? I mean, I, you really can't necessarily, you know, against a team that's that looks this bad. I mean, the Jets just they don't have quarterback play. They don't have a consistent offense. They were able to, you know, put something together tonight. But I, I don't know. I don't know how much to play. Put that on the Jets for, you know, having a at least, you know, three quarters of the game that they played with momentum. 
or once again, I mean, that they just they took some chances and got lucky. I, I, I don't know how to put it, but how much of this do you have to blame on the Chiefs? I mean, I, I like I said, to me, it's six of one half dozen of another. You know, they certainly they got themselves into a dogfight with the Jets that they shouldn't have. But they also won dogfight. And there were are a lot of people who were questioning whether or not this team was going to be tough enough to win some games like this. Well, and being able to win a dogfight is is very important in the NFL, and I think that's going to serve them throughout the rest of the season. Uh, they're going to have a couple of tests coming up over the next couple of weeks. I think the Vikings game will be interesting just to see how they're going to turn it about, around after this game. Uh, but to be able to go through and, and to win when everything seemed to be going wrong, like you said, early in the second quarter, uh, that, you know, the the safety led to, you know, kicking it, kicking it to the Jets and then them going down and getting a field goal. The Mahomes throws an interception. They go down and get a touchdown. And it just seemed like everything built off that. And Kansas City couldn't get out of its own way on offense. They were horrible tonight on third down in that second and third quarter. Uh, couldn't do anything. Couldn't get a, a completion. Couldn't do anything. And in a lot of ways, uh, I almost wondered if they were going to get called for intentional grounding on one of the third downs uh, where Mahomes is trying to hit Pacheco, but Obviously, uh, he got it far enough down the field, but still, uh, you just have to worry about this offense and how it seems to be so hit or miss. Yes, the Jets have a good defense, but they were playing well against him early on, and maybe that's the first 15 plays that Reed has in this book that gets him to play better, but what happened in the second and third quarters? Because the only thing that won him in the game in the end is Mahomes. I have a theory, and we're going to ask Matt right after we get back because I think we need to dig into the why we are here tonight. Snap into action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action the app is so easy to use. It's a ride. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, and many, many more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. You got to have partners. And when it comes down to it, defense has to play over here. Offense has to play over here. And you got to make sure that you're together on it. Matt, I felt like at the, at the, onset this is almost a it felt like a self-fulfilling prophecy to me the Jets shouldn't be able to keep up with you in scoring points you should be able to move the ball despite having such a ferocious front because outside of sauce I feel like you can attack that secondary right all that starts to happen you're in the first quarter you're cruising along you feel like you're in good shape at 17 points already on the board and then that major change happens and it just felt like it was trying to jumpstart a freight train again from zero. And the defense I felt got caught out of position as well. Obviously you rushed onto the field there in that situation after a safety, but it really felt to me like they were not quite prepared for just how much this defense could get after the offense of the chiefs. If they got their hair up and, and it took the safety to do it. But once we were there, they were in Mahomes' lap all night long. It wasn't that much time to throw even before that. So at this point, where are we in the protection schemes that are going on and the preparation for protecting Patrick Mahomes right now? 
Well, see, and that's an interesting point because, you know, Mahomes had a, a, did have a lot of time to throw in the first quarter. I know at the end of the first quarter, he had like a 3.6 seconds to, to throw time. So the offensive line was pushing things around a little bit. But after that, you're absolutely right. I mean, it disappeared. I mean, you know, they even backed off a little bit in the run game, uh, which had been so effective in the first quarter as well. because They were really blowing up, open some holes and getting downfield. Um, but then, you know, the Jets, they did tweak some things up. And I think it took the chi- the Chiefs a little bit of time to figure that out um, because they were still getting some pressure. They were getting some pressure on Mahomes. They were starting to make him a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, you know, whether one of those hits, you know, did it to him a little bit, you know, that's a fair question. But one thing that they were able to do is they were able to start getting him to go backwards, which is something that no quarterback should be doing. I mean, you don't want to be throwing when you're going backwards, but they it seemed like in the second and third quarters that there, that Mahomes was almost making a concerted effort not to scramble, not to get forward, not and, and, and give the Jets credit because, I mean, they were plugging up some of those holes and some of those gaps and not giving him a lot of room to run. I mean, they were hemming him in. So, yeah, was that on the offensive line? It was. I mean, the, the Jets tweaked some things up, and I think that you have to give them credit, you know, and obviously that's the strength of their team is being able to get after the quarterback and get guys like Quinn and Williams going. So I think they took advantage of that and did what they could. Um, but I, at the same time, once again, I saw the, the Chiefs offensive line kind of bounce back. I mean, they're in the, on that last drive. Mahomes had plenty of time to pass. I mean, they were, they were kind of once again getting him in that situation. And now was how much of that was the, the Jets maybe helping them out by going back to, on to, you know, maybe only drew rushing four and five and not being as creative on that and trying to, you know, guard and, and, and play defense downfield. I mean, I don't think there was any doubt. To me, it looked like there was a strong correlation between when the Jets were being aggressive going after Mahomes and having success. And and when they backed off of that a little bit and took off the gas, that's when they had trouble. And they certainly started out the game that way. And I think they finished the game the same way, too. You know, they kind of took off the gas a little bit. You look at this game and you look at what it's going to mean for Kansas City going forward. If, if Mahomes isn't able to do what he wasn't able to do in the second and third quarter, they're going to lose games in the future. Uh, I just, I really don't have any answers as to why things went so wrong for him, throwing off his back foot, not putting air under the ball, throwing the ball downfield, extremely short to MVS later in the game. And and that was a ball that what was 40 yards down the field. And he probably missed him by five or 10 yards. I mean, just didn't have the air under it he just wasn't there in the second, third quarter. And do you look at the rest of the game and the chiefs defense was able to get him out of it at different times. And Pacheco, obviously, as you said, Matt deserves a game ball. He was the reason that they won this game, the way he played the entire game, the way he ran and the way he put the team on his back at different times was very impressive. Yeah. I keep coming back to, like I said earlier, that I felt like to a degree that the game plan was really to try and, and, and have Patrick stay in the pocket and not expose himself to maybe some hits in this game. Um, you know, that's not stuff and something that the chiefs necessarily come out and say, or even tell Patrick to say, Hey, in this game, stay in the pocket, don't scramble. I mean, that's not really anything that Andy Reid's going to say, but the play calling can absolutely lend itself to that and, and what it does. And, you know, it, and to me, like I said, to me, it just seemed like that there was a concerted effort from Patrick to stay behind the line of scrimmage, to stay in the pocket and try and make some plays, whatever happened, you know. And then when you got into the fourth quarter, it was like, okay, no, this is, as as our, our, our dear friend Therese Paler used to say, it was an over-my-dead-body game. 
that fourth quarter, Patrick Mahomes was in over my dead body mode. I mean, he was not going to let this team lose that game, no matter what it took. And that's what it comes down to. And folks, we we didn't pre-determine uh, our game balls tonight. So when you take all those performance into account, Matt, you, uh, as our perennial guest, get to go first and, and give your game ball out. I guess I know where it's going, but let's hear it. Yeah, I think at 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 the risk of letting some, you know, always the the low hanging fruit out there somewhere else for you guys later, um, I got to take with the biggest one to me. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco. I felt like you know his running early in the first quarter. I mean, what had ninety two yards in the first quarter of offense uh, was that absolutely critical to that seventeen to nothing start. And without that seventeen nothing start, Chiefs might want not win this game. And then, oh, and by the way, when they were struggling, you know, they're in the second and third quarter, he comes back again and helped him move the chains a couple of times and and finished strong as well with a couple of nice runs. So even though he got stuffed uh, a bit more than he usually does, this was a big game from, from Pacheco. I think he ends up with 158 yards total offense, uh, career high, 115 yards on the ground. Pacheco's my guy for this one. I can't argue got... with any way. <laughs> you got right. Oh, uh, I will. Do, I'll flip it to the other side. You guys know me. Um, shout out to a couple of different guys, but one will get my game ball. I was tempted to go through Tranquil uh, because for stepping in for Nick Bolton. Could there have been some pluses? Yeah, there probably could have. I was tempted to give it to George Karloftis, except George uh, absolutely ran out of gas mid-third quarter, uh, and he needed a heart transplant, not just an oxygen mask. It looked as though he were ragged at that point. So good for him for getting some recovery. The guy that was on the edge of making plays all night long for me, I think is is it's kind of a broken record at this point. He got beat once that you'd like to see him recover from, and I think that he will, but the guy that stood out to me the most was when you needed him, Trent McDuffie was there, and he made plays, and he was in position. He was able to keep things proud. <clears throat> I know Jerry Sneed, as the broadcast mentioned, was on Wilson quite a bit, but everything else you had to be able to lock down, and that's how you can give that attention to somebody. And in the end, I don't think that anyone had, uh, outside of a couple of big plays from, from Lazard, I don't think anybody else had a big night, and that's thanks to Trent McDuffie, in my opinion. So that's where mine goes. Yeah, if McDuffie doesn't slip slip on that long ball to Lazard, I wonder if it's easily not a, a knockdown pass, if not a pick, as McDuffie was going to be in position for it. Uh, Matt, and before I give my game ball, I have to ask, why did the Chiefs wear their home uniforms tonight? What was the any any thoughts on that? That's uh, on the Jets for the Jets wearing wearing their whites, so Chiefs end up with the darker color. So that's the the rare uh, road team wearing the their their dark color jersey. Uh, and I knew it was on the Jets. They decide what they want to wear, but I, I just don't understand why unless there was a bunch of heat in New York that we didn't know about. Uh, my game ball, and I'm going to go, it's really hard. <clears throat> Chris Jones played hard, played, got a sack. Uh, Mike Edwards played hard, got a sack. Uh, I'm going to go with the guy that that helped the Chiefs win at the very end, Treshawn Wharton. He might not have had any other stats, but if he doesn't jump on that ball mm-hmm. and, and recover that fumble, I don't know what happens with the Chiefs defense. I, I don't know if they stop them there or if the Jets go down and score and then you have to what you know worry about Mahomes being able to drive the length of the field and score a touchdown at the end to win. Uh, Treshawn Wharton getting that fumble recovery was was huge. And I know he didn't do much for it other than, th- than fall on the ball, but he was there for it. So game ball. And he, he was there because he was paying attention because he was there all night. Uh, you know, I think funnily – after missing a serious time in the preseason, we haven't talked about him 
as much as maybe we should have in the last few weeks. It's starting to come along. Big plays like that, when you're Johnny on the spot, that's the way that it works. So I I, I don't blame you a bit. Now, I do want to throw out one more because I, I should have mentioned this earlier. Willie Gay was all over the place. He came up short or just short a couple of times, but he was making plays and he was he looked maybe as athletic on that field as I've ever seen him. At one point, taking Garrett Wilson himself in the under area, uh, I think it was more than just a curl. I think he had him out to the sideline, but you hit a quick out to Garrett Wilson and your linebackers are able to cover that. He deserves a nod, and I probably should have mentioned him before, but <clears throat> it is what but it is. He played a good game. And then to see uh, Cochran get in there for a couple of defensive snaps, I thought that was, a, was kind of surprising. They they took Willie out for a couple of snaps, gave Cochran a couple, uh, and I'm sure it was to give Willie a blow because Willie was all over the field, like you said, running sideline to sideline. In the end, what was it? 400 yards of net offense for KC, 336 for the Jets. It was back and forth. Chiefs win the rushing game tonight by limiting uh, the Jets, who have a, a really nice one-two punch to 108 yards on the ground. Uh, I didn't think I'd be saying that tonight, but I'm happy to do so. So we appreciate that, Andy. At the end of the day, Matt, a win's a win. Oh, we do have a question as well. Um, I can't take anything away from the fact that you just survived. And you got yourself another step towards a Super Bowl run. And yes, for you Jets fans that are in the chat, yes, we're still talking Super Bowl with this team because, like it or not, they just keep churning it out. So, uh, Matt, any last thoughts on this game before we answer this question? Yeah, I mean, to me, one one thing that really stands out is that you, you consider the safety, which is essentially a turnover in itself. Chiefs were minus two, I mean, in that regard. And, you know, that, once again, that does underscore, like Chris said, the Turk Wharton's falling on that loose ball was incredibly big. But though the turnovers and the safety were huge momentum swings, and that's really what made this game. So the Chiefs being able to get a turnover of their own was absolutely essential. But it goes back to what Andy Reid has said. When this offense does not shoot itself in the foot, it's one of the best offenses, if not the very best in the league. So they just can't make mistakes. And they proved it again tonight. Make mistakes and you, and you can lose a game like this. Yeah, it certainly can happen. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Take us through. Thank you, Terry Mitchell, for the question. Yeah, uh, big news out of Chicago. Uh, Chase Claypool did not play. And sounds like they even asked him to stay home and they are trying to trade him. Would either of you trade for Chase Claypool? Uh, sounds like they want a fifth or a sixth round pick. Um, Andy Reid might be the only guy in the league that could fix Chase Claypool, but I wouldn't give up more than the conditional seventh. And I'm not even sure if I would because the guy's a head case. He's blown his way out of two organizations now. I mean, that's not the kind of kind of kind of guy I would bring into a, a winning playoff organization. Yeah, you might be able to fix him, but to me, that's a that's an offseason project. That's not a middle of a Super Bowl attempted run project. That's something sign him at a prove it deal in, in March with no guaranteed money. Yeah, I'm on I'm on board with that. But bringing him in right now when you don't have enough snaps to go around for the receivers you have. Tremendous amount of talent, but a head case. Yeah, uh, I, I don't think you can squeeze him in and get anything out of him this season either. Um, let Bring him I in said, the offseason. Let, let's see what he does down in Dallas with Patrick in the offseason. I said a seventh-round conditional in 26 is what I would trade, <laughs> and that's about all I would consider if you were going to trade for him. I, I just really don't think you can do it. He is a head case, and you're right. They already have an issue with getting enough snaps for their wide receivers. Uh, maybe Andy could fix him, but I would much rather save your draft picks and try to get a guy like maybe a Kyle Pitts out of Atlanta, considering how much they do not use him. 
seventh round pick ain't gonna get that done. But no. that's an argument for another day, folks. Let us know what you think. What was the key to this game? Put it in the comments down below here on the YouTube channel. Hit us at the Spotify. Hit us on Apple. You can find us on any free platform. We are there, as is Chiefs Digest, where you can get all of Matt's work. As always, it's late tonight, Matt. Thanks for spending your time. Always a pleasure, guys. Take care, everybody. You guys hit the text line 816-357-8781. We'll be back with you tomorrow to break down this game and go from there. And good Lord, there's going to be a lot of it. So thanks for spending your time tonight. Have a great Monday. and We'll talk to you next time.